award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. Another fun show for you today. Mr. Jason Holland is back with us. Jason Holland Fishing on social media, all his channels out there at Jason Holland Fishing. You got it. We're glad to have you back. Thank you. I am uh, so far three for three. Or is this four for four? I don't know. This but is the fourth time. Fourth, yeah. fourth time. time. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't think I was get past the first one. I uh, <laughs> I got home after it. I was like, honey, it was a great time, but it, it that was it. But I ain't going. I, mean, back I ain't going back. Yeah. I burned that bridge <laughs> well, real fast. You know, it just blew up. You know, on social media. So we had to have you back. Well, viral. <laughs> I, I have that effect. Uh-huh. Viral, not like viral as in good, like a viral as a virus. But <laughs> it's a whole nother conversation. Okay. All right. So, uh, did your wife lay out your clothes for you today? Of course she did. Okay. I mean, uh, who doesn't have If you got the wife, why would she? I mean, that, yeah. she's better at it than I am. Yeah. I like the coordination. You yeah, yeah. Well, she uh, she said, hey, that hat looks nice in the shirt and, you know, got it. Uh, I would say she pressed it, but no, she had to dry clean for Freshly me. Freshly so, pressed? Yeah, yeah. So I smell nice, uh, trim my beard so I look as presentable as I possibly can. Yeah. Good thing you smell good. It's a radio show and, and you watch on social media, so I don't know that that does you much good. <laughs> no, but. well, I mean, it, I really, I do it for you guys. But I appreciate yeah. it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mr. Don is totally happy with me showering yeah. and getting cleaned up before I come do this show. Six feet, six feet. <laughs> yep. Social distancing, that is actually the distance that it takes for the smell to dissipate. So I, I understand how it all works. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what have you been up to? We we talked rigging last week. You been fishing any? Uh, you know, not ever enough. I mean, I don't, if I went daily, it wouldn't be enough. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're doing, doing some fishing. Uh, it's getting that time of year. Uh, I, I like to fish more in the winter, but uh, I don't like a lot of fishermen. I use that time to, you know, clean reels and mm. grease them and get and change that line. Just all that stuff that uh, is necessary. Yeah. But, uh, can I, I'd love to go fishing in the winter. I mean, honestly, I think you catch some of the best bags uh, and biggest fish in mm-hmm. the winter. And the fact that a lot of guys are either, uh, you know, deer hunting or they're hunting of some sort. So the lake's clear uh, of a lot of boats and traffic. Of course, uh-huh. you know, the pleasure boaters, they're not going to go out in the snow. Right. Um, so... I love getting out. I mean, yeah, it's cold and you got to bundle up. But if you get the right gear, uh, and of course I'm carrying about a solid 35 to 40 pounds of insulation, so uh, you know I got my personal seal suit built in, so that's uh, it's not nearly as bad. These skinny guys, I don't know about them. You just leave your overall or your coveralls at home. Yeah, I mean, I just go out in t-shirt and flip flops. Are you kidding me? It's got to be negative or snowing for me to put you know additional layers on. It's not true. It's not true. Fat guys get cold too. Yeah. But uh, I enjoy fishing the winter. But again, it's uh, it's a great time for me to to really do the maintenance that needs to be done. So hopefully, uh, you know, tournament seasons uh, usually kick off. Uh, there's some frostbite tournaments at the end of February, and then really that March fishing, that March time frame is really fishing takes off. So yeah. I try to do that. Not enough. Well, it's still early in the year. Let me throw something at you. We didn't talk about this, but is Uh-oh. there anything new out there that you would suggest folks to use, uh, try out for 2021? Bait-wise? Bait, rod, reel? Uh, um... All right. So well, yeah, I mean, there we go. That was a big <laughs> – can you edit that out, that big lawn pause? <laughs> that was great. Okay, uh, all right. All right, so. well, perfect. That felt like a, you know, like a lead balloon. Let's not do that no, one again. I figured Cashin or somebody might have something uh, out there worth trying out You know, out I mean, it's uh, – not really. Uh, I mean, it's – it's there's a, Still the co- same great products that you had last year. Always great products. No, always. I, I would say really last year uh, because there's always – 
there was such a shortage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you didn't see a lot of innovation coming out in the fishing industry. Sure. One, because, I mean, prototypes and stuff, because a lot of that stuff comes from overseas, mm-hmm. uh, never really showed up. Everybody was behind just from not having materials to make the products. And uh-huh. then you, you compound the problem when everybody went fishing. Mm-hmm. And so you had this kind of perfect storm where they couldn't get supplies, uh, you know, hooks and components and just all the stuff to make bait. So what we really saw was uh, the manufacturers taking stuff and tweaking them. Um, like Rapala came out with a new color. We're actually going to have it uh, to uh, talk about awesome. on this show. Cool. Uh, so you saw new colors. You saw more tweaks um, to baits that they had. Uh, Mega bass, uh, jerk baits uh, came out with the, you know a different diving. So you didn't see any like just big big wow. Holy smokes, it's changing the yeah. industry kind of baits. Uh, you just saw more tweaks. Yeah. And I think that was just a product of the environment of what it was going on. Uh, you know, when we're still in that scenario, I mean, there's a lot of uh, the rod and reel manufacturers, they just can't get product. Uh-huh. Again, that uh, whole piece coming from overseas, um, you know, it's really, it's hurt and slowed down the process, yet the demand is through the roof. So, again, it's... Uh, it's been kind of a wild time. And it's not just the fishing industry. I mean, you know, you take the automotive industry, for example. I mean, they're waiting on chips and components mm-hmm. from the computer systems. And so they're typically two to three weeks behind right now on production of cars. And so that domino effect doesn't just affect the fishing industry, mm-hmm. uh, just manufacturing as a whole that depends on foreign countries for product. I mean, it's just been uh, it's been tough. Yeah. So uh, I, I think we'll see once everything kind of... Whatever it looks like. I'm not going to say the new normal because if I hear that word one more time, I'm going to bash my own head in. But whatever that looks like, once all this is, uh, we're never going to be over it or behind it. It's always going to be part of uh, the makeup. But I think once manufacturing gets back to where it's uh, flowing better, I think we'll see some stuff. I imagine uh, ICAST, which is the big um, uh, show for uh, dealers and for everybody in the fishing industry as a whole, it's where they come out and roll out new products. I think we'll see... I would think this year probably some pretty cool innovative stuff because they've had some time. So long-winded answer to a really short, simple question, yeah. but uh, I think it's coming. But, again, it's just mostly tweaks. Speaking of ICAST, do you attend that regularly? or I try to. It just yeah. depends on uh, you know how it lands. Of course, you know, it's in Nashville, so uh, that always makes it nice uh, the last couple of years. It's been, I've been in Orlando. Uh, I was in Vegas for a couple of times, so uh-huh. I, I try to go. Because, uh, you know, as fishermen, we always want to, the newest, the latest, yeah. and greatest, and, and mm-hmm. get some cool ideas. So uh, I, I tried to attend. This year was virtual. It was okay. I mean, it's again, we're all learning how to deal with uh, what's going on. And, and it wasn't what it normally is and the excitement and this, the anticipation of it sure, all. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, we did the best we could. And it was, it was still pretty good. Yeah. Some pretty cool products to come out. Maybe we could do a wild cast from, uh, from my cast this year. Hey, you know, yeah. I don't know why we wouldn't. You know, I mean that is a prime, especially being in our backyard. I, I mean, know. that'd be a, uh, really cool. And then maybe if we're lucky, we can try to get some of those guys to let us uh, maybe launch or announce a specific new product on the show. There you go. Wow. I mean, with your pool, yeah. actually, that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, with Mr. Don's pool, uh, <laughs> we probably could get that done. I mean, it literally is one text, and then you know we're, we're launching the latest and greatest whatever. Well, but when you hear Don King, you know something's going on. I mean, I, something's happening. <laughs> yeah, something's yeah, yeah. moving and shaking. You so got it. That's a great idea. But we're not going to talk about iCast. We're going to talk about. Nope. Crankbaits? Crankbaits, heartbaits. Yeah. Uh, you got a, a table full here. Quite a collection there. Yeah. I love it. I'm curious uh, to which one. Uh, well, I won't go there. <laughs> uh, they got some new colors. We did. We got new colors. We're going to talk about, uh, again, uh, depending on when you listen to the show, uh, it's going to be in that uh, wintertime, early spring-ish. And mm-hmm. so uh, there's so much to cover about hardbaits. There's no way you can do it in one show. So I figured, hey, let's just kind of. 
uh, simplify it and focus on that wintertime slash early spring. Sure. Water's still kind of cold. We'll talk a little about colors. We'll talk a little bit about uh, profiles. Uh, we'll talk about, hey, when I see a crankbait, what does it tell me? What can I learn from mm-hmm. just looking at it? Uh, that sounds really ambitious, but I think we can get it done. So. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, all right. I'm excited. All right, good. Well, I'm glad we're talking about crankbaits because I ought to brought a lot of them. We got them on the table. <laughs> if not, we're going to wing the entire show. Yeah. So, again, it's um, water temperature is still pretty cold. And so we talked about in earlier shows. Again, everything's slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is uh, just really lethargic. And you want to make sure that what you're throwing is going to match that overall, uh, not only profile of bait, but just what that bait's doing. So uh, I will start with the classics. Uh, and what most people have started uh, started fishing with. Mm-hmm. And what I have not thoroughly contemplated was the fact that uh, these hooks are going to catch everything on this table. So <laughs> That's you right. see me jerking around. I'm just trying to get the baits unhooked. But uh, it's the Rapala Shad Wrap. Uh, I brought a couple of different sizes, uh, larger profile, smaller profile. But cold water, uh, these is where they absolutely shine. Uh, it's a really tight wobble. All that means is as it wobbles, it's not jumping all over the place. Uh-huh. It's just really uh, more in line, and it's just kind of rolling back and forth. And, again, it's set slow, subtle movements. It just matches what's going on. Wintertime fishing, early spring. And the great thing is, you can, I mean, they've been around forever. You yeah. can pick them up a lot of places. Uh, a couple ways that you can fish it. It's a good-looking bait. It is. And i got to be careful. My i got a buddy that I fish with. This color, I call it carp color. I'm sure there's a better name for it. To me, it just looks like a carp. Uh, there's certain lakes, and I won't say because this is how he wins a bunch of money, but uh, this color on certain lakes in certain parts of Tennessee uh, is dynamite. Okay. And um, I just call it the old orange carp color. It kind of looks like a big orange there. Yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, a pumpkin, yeah. Yeah, inside of a pumpkin, but killer bait. Uh, again, both profiles. Um, this experiment, I recommend, hey, if, if you're you know, your tournament fishing maybe, uh, just time both on and just alternate uh, throughout the day and see which one you get more bite uh-huh. on and then swap both of them over to the same bait in case you break one off. Is this a floater? Does it float? It is. So a uh, couple ways that you can fish it. One, you can just slow, uh, again, we talked about earlier, slow reel it. Uh, you can kind of work it like a jerk bait, reel a little bit, and just kind of pop your rod and make it kind of move a little bit, pause it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kinda, I call it the old stutter step where you kind of reel then pop, pop. Well, the only thing you really want to do, you want to make sure that you're doing all different types of scenarios when you're fishing it until you really get it dialed in, especially this time of year. They're going to be dialed into a certain pattern or a certain, it's called cadence, but there's going to be one that's going to outfish the other. Mm. So uh, as you're fishing, try both sizes, see which one you get more bites on, and then just experiment until you figure out, hey, when I did this, I got bit. When I, you know, when I was doing another uh, action with my rod or my reel, uh-huh. wasn't working as well. So, sure. experiment. That's the great thing about fishing. Just keep trying something until you get it figured out. Uh, and once you do, just keep repeating it. Then uh, you call it catching. You do. <laughs> I wish I did more catching than I did fishing. I'm really good at fishing, not so great at the catching part. Yeah. But uh, shad wrap, check them out. Um, again, I love that color. Uh, red's always a popular color as well. And then depending on uh, what lake that you're fishing at, you can get that shad color as well. But uh, excellent bait. Okay. All right. Moving on to – now, these are a little bit harder to find. They're not made anymore. Uh, but Uh-oh. we'll talk a little bit about um, the action. Uh, well, let me go back real quick. The way that you can look at on a crankbait, I always question is how deep does it run? Well, the great thing about Rapala is they actually tell you on the bait 
um, the size of it, and typically how deep it'll run. Take some guessing out of it. But if you don't have that option on the crankbait that you're uh -huh. using, the bill tells you everything that you need to know. So if we look at this specific bait, has a longer bill okay. uh, compared to this one, which has a shorter bill. So the longer the bill, the deeper that it runs. That's the simplest way to think okay. about it. Longer bill, deeper running, shorter bill, goes more shallow. Depends on the lake, where you're at, what you're doing. If you're up, uh, say you're fishing the back of a pocket and it's real shallow, you don't want to bait digging in and catching every, you know, every rock, every, every stump. Now, what I will say is uh, as we get later on the year, that's a great way to catch them. You get, a, a, say you're fishing in four foot deep, throw a crankbait that runs eight foot. And so that bait the whole time is just banging off the bottom. Huh. And it gets their attention, they'll come over and bite it. But, hmm. again, we're talking colder water, winter, early spring. Right. Um, you want to try to, you don't, you can, you're not wanting that bang action. You're not trying to do all that. Uh, you just want that nice, subtle, soft roll. Yeah. But, good rule of thumb, longer the bill, deeper it runs, shorter the bill. Now, what about the width of the bill? Does that play a, play a factor? Uh, it does, uh, and really, not necessarily when you look at it, say, okay, well, the bill's wider than it's going to do X. What it really means is as the bill gets longer, it, they have to expand that plastic uh, just because it was real long and real skinny. It just snap off, just the resistance of the water. So yes, as sir. the bill gets longer, uh, let's just say uh, in this crankbait, as I unhook it, uh, it's a prime example. Mm -hmm. So it's longer, right. and it's also wider, so it's obviously going to run much deeper. Okay. Um, so that's a good rule of thumb when you're looking at crankbaits. So uh, flat-sided crankbaits. Typically, you throw flat-sided crankbaits in the wintertime. All that means is, same thing we talked about, the shad wrap, you're going to get that. Uh, because it's flat, you don't have that real big wide wobble, uh, and it stays a little bit tighter. So this is actually a bandit uh, square bill flat side. So they don't make those anymore? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, and one wow. time I can ever find them is uh, I actually bought this one at the fishing show that they had a little while back uh, huh. in Lebanon. Okay. And a guy had a bunch of old baits and dug through and found this little jewel. Wow. But, uh, again, flat-sided crankbaits. Um, this is the Bandit flat side. Uh, this is the unhook them, maybe, Strike King. It just came out last year with a flat-sided crankbait designed for wintertime fishing. Uh, reds are always good colors, greens, um, yellows, orange, just that. Again, red, I don't know why red in the spring, it's fall, uh, the wintertime and early spring, they just, they're on red. And <laughs> you better be throwing red. Yeah. You're going to get, uh, you're going to get beat and not catch as many fish. But flat sided crankbaits, this one, uh, as you can tell, uh, has a more rounded bill, wider bill, longer bill. So it's going to dive a little bit deeper. It's in that 8 to 12 range. Um, the, Flat Max from Bandit. Uh, this is another unique little feature, if you if you can see it or not. It's got more of a squared bill. Yeah. So it's not a complete square. It actually has the edges are filed a little bit. But what that bait does is it doesn't dive as deep, but it has a different action opposed to a rounded bill. So it gives you uh, the ability to, to mix it up. Uh, but flat sides, and you can do a square bill, uh, or you can do the rounded bill. Now, we talk about square bills a little bit. If you talk about... Um, Later spring, summertime, uh, stric strictly square bill fishing, which I've got one here. I mean, it is a solid square. I mean, it's got the nine degrees. And what these baits are designed to do is do opposite of what was going on in the, uh, what you wanted to happen in wintertime. That is, you want the sucker bouncing off everything you can. You, you purposely try to drive it into trees, into branches, uh, into rocks. And the way that these run and they're designed, as they're coming across, 
and let's just say here's your rock because of that square bill a round bill would just hit and dig in and then you're hung the square bill because of these sharp edges is the design to hit and then deflect huh. and where you get a lot of those bites is as it hits that rock and it you know, it's swimming along, everything's great, and kind of that normal pattern. All of a sudden, it hits and, you know, shoots a foot left or shoots a foot right. It, it triggers that fish, mm. and he, it just instinctively goes and bites it. He can't stand it. Yeah, and well, here's <laughs> the thing. So, you know, fish bite for two reasons. They bite because they're hungry, uh, or they bite just out of their predatorial instincts. And so, depending on what bait you throw, it depends on which what you're trying to accomplish. So, for instance, say... Uh, later in the fall, all the shad getting big balls uh, of shad in the back of creeks. Well, those fish are feeding because they're hungry, right? Uh -huh. They're feeding up, getting ready for winter. Well, when you're fishing for them, you're fishing for that, um, you know, eating instinct. And so you'll throw for baits designed for that. Uh, times that, say, in the summertime, the water's hot. Uh, they're not really... Uh, active that much so let's just say that water's in that 80 degrees they're not necessarily you're not trying to go for that feeding bite you're trying to go for that instinctual they call it the reaction bite you'll hear that term used a lot mm. and all it is you're tapping into his predatorial instincts uh -huh. so that bait comes along hits a rock and, and darts left or right he doesn't think about it he's not necessarily hungry he's just going to go attack because he's a predator he's going to go attack and eat it mm. and so when you're fishing you think think about all right what am i trying to do what am I trying to accomplish? And, of course, the ultimate goal is to catch fish. But if you think through the mentality of what I'm throwing, what am I trying to trigger? Am I trying to trigger because he's hungry or I'm trying to trigger because I want his natural instincts to kick in? And uh, that's just another great another, – another way to look at it. Uh -huh. That's a whole other hour-long conversation we can't get into. That's but another real secret from Jason Holland. See? Hang around. I'm not just a pretty <laughs> face. I got a little bit. Not a lot of knowledge, but just a hair. Uh, again, square bill. Um, springtime, when fish start getting more active, water starts warming up. You know, they've been uh, going through the winter not eating a bunch, and they, uh, they're they ready to eat. Square bill is a great Still way to do it. Still staying with that green or red color probably? Yeah, um, that's where I like to stay. Here's the way I look at it uh, when it comes to baits. Unless I'm trying to do something that is completely off uh, and there's times for that, like for instance, red in the spring and the in the winter, it just it just works. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it just works. Yeah. But uh, the way that I will think about our color choice, and that's one of the questions I get all the time uh, on my social media. Hey, what color do I throw? Don't overcomplicate it. All right. So I always throw natural colors. And the way that I can, uh, in my mind, is that when I look in the water. And, it, you know, when it's relatively clear and I can see the bottom, what is the tint of that water? Is it more greenish? Is it more bluish? Is it more brown? Um, and then from there, uh, you know, fish will have a tendency within their, their overall body makeup. Their color will go and match uh, the more natural surroundings. Uh -huh. And so, again, I'm trying to be as natural as I possibly can. Unless I'm trying to mimic a whiter, you know, shiny shad, I'm going to throw something that when I look in the water, it gives me a rough idea of what that color looks like. And so I will match my hues to that color. Not a perfect science, just a good way to start. Um, okay. I recommend Kevin Van Dam does a video. It's about an hour video on YouTube talking about hues and colors. It's fantastic for the huh. guys that want to get out in the weeds a little bit. Um, so there's another one. All right. Another great uh, wintertime and springtime bait is the Rapala. Uh, it's called their DT, uh, and all that means is dives too. And so this is what they call a DT6. So as I stab myself and bleed on the middle of the show, uh, <laughs> DT6 meaning dives to six foot. Six foot. They are wood baits, so they're more buoyant. Mm. And wood baits, balsa baits, hardwood baits, they just have a different action than what we looked at before were plastic. Plastic. Okay. Other than the shad wrap. Shad wrap's a wood bait as well. Um, 
I would say most, if not all, of Rapala's baits are wood, uh, a wood, a wood and a plastic resin on the top. I'm a big fan. Not sponsored by them. I pay retail just like everybody else mm-hmm. does, but they just catch fish. Now they are a little bit more uh, sensitive and finicky, meaning fish this all day and then you throw it uh, in your uh, say in a cooler or somewhere that's wet. Again, it's wood. So what happens is if you got a little crack or a little dingum in the paint, soaks oh, yeah. in water. And then you could blow your bait out. I, just be smart with it. You know, throw it on your dashboard of your boat. When you get back to the garage or, you know, whatever, let it dry out. No problems. Uh-huh. I mean, they're, yeah. Uh, this is Demon Color. All right. So Demon is um, probably the most sought after and used and most popular bait, bait color in the Rapala DT series in wintertime and springtime. It's a good-looking color. Yeah, it's got the kind of a purple... Um, Sparkly finish, like that technical term, sparkly. Sparkly. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you knew that or not, but that's a professional term. Uh, on the top, and then that red that kind of fades into a uh, an orangish on the bottom. Fantastic color. Uh, I throw the DT6, and I throw the DT10. Uh, they make a DT14, 16, 20. They go all the way through the, the depth, range, depth ranges. But typically this time of year, I'm going to stay 6 and 10, maybe even the 14. But... Um, Check them out. Those are fantastic. Can you get that color in the other uh, Rapalas? You know, I, I don't think so. Just curious. Um, but it's This color, actually, they, they had some custom colors. Uh, Mike Iconelli, they're called uh, – he goes by Ike. Mm-hmm. And um, he went out and actually designed some, some specific colors for the DT series. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm pretty sure they're just regulated these specific Ike colors to the DT series. Gotcha. Not 100% sure. You can check out their website. but Yeah. Um, I was going to say, if it's biting on that one, it'd bite on the other ones, I would think. Yeah, and it's uh, it's yeah, a great color. color. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, you don't have to just throw it um, in the in the, uh, in the the wintertime and spring, but that's really where it's going to shine the most. Sure. Um, here's another new color. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and it's the DT6 and the DT6 series that we just talked about. But That's the new color you're talking about? It is. It's got um, uh, Ot Defoe. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Out the foe, out of Knoxville, Tennessee uh-huh. boy, Defoe. Defoe. He's right. been on uh, Wildcast before. Yeah, we've been in his uh, man cave garage. I've seen the trophy. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he's the more popular than I am around here. Well, <laughs> shock to me. We call Ott, tell him I'm not really appreciating. Shout out. Yeah, him being that uh, that uh, professional and that popular. But yeah, yeah. No, uh, Ott made this color. Um, I believe it's called Big Shad. Don't quote me on that. But I believe that's the right name for it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got kind of a green top, purple, uh, a little bit of a uh, uh, yellow streak. And then instead of going to white uh, or a bone, it actually goes to a grayish color. And that's then it's good. got this black, uh, blackish, greenish stripe across the bottom. Um, uh, those, uh, another bait, speaking of baits that we talked about earlier that came out, um, the OG Slim, um, which I – OG Slim by Rapala. Uh, it's a really cool water bait. It's a flat-sided bait, kind of like we talked about. Well, mm-hmm. when I heard it come out, the OG Slim, I thought OG, like our original gangster. I mean, that's what <laughs> most of us think when we hear, like, the OG. Maybe uh, maybe it's just me. But uh, to my dismay and uh, my uh, edification of what it really meant was uh, it actually stood for Ott's Garage. Oh. And so Ott actually took that bait, and the story goes, he hand-carved it and uh, messed with it to get the OG Slim. Still think it sounds better original Gangster Slim, <laughs> but apparently Ott's Garage is uh, really what it's about. Yeah. Uh, another bait that's really cool that 
I like to throw this time of year, even even into the spring and sometimes summer, is uh, this is a Spro Little John, and it's uh, a flat sided. But the way that the weight is distributed, it actually has a pretty wide wobble. Mm. Uh, so if you want to do something a little bit different, um, you can throw the uh, uh, Little John by Spro. It actually, it Little John, John stands for John Cruz. So uh, John Cruz, who is the owner of Missile Baits uh, on the Bassmaster Series, okay. been around a long time, yeah. actually designed this for Spro. And uh, they got a smaller version and, and much bigger versions. That's a matte finish, too. It's different than what you've been showing off that glossy finish. It is. Uh, I like it. Just, again, when they get conditioned and they're seeing over and over and over, because what I'm telling you is not some life-changing secrets, guys that fish a lot. I mean, these are the baits that they know. Right. Uh, And so just to change it up, go with the matte finish, go with the flat side, go with a different different wobble to the bait. Again, just giving them something different, especially those high-pressured lakes. Uh Uh-huh. Check that one out. Yeah. That's a good one. That was almost fluorescent. It is. Uh, And smallmouth, the the more bright and stupid color, the more smallmouth love them. I don't know why, but, (laughs) I mean, the the pinks, uh, the uh, the chartreuses, the fluorescent colors, um, they absolutely Mm -hmm. love to. And and my opinion is that typically when you're catching smallmouth, you're in more of a clear water reservoir. Right, yeah. Uh, You know, and so they're, they're. they're sight feeding more than they are actual using their lateral line. Bass, you know, there's a couple of different ways that you know bass, being a predator, use that their God-given senses uh, or tools that God gave them to uh, to be better predators. And the lateral line is basically that line down the side of the fish. All that does is it picks up vibration, um, and the, that's why you have wobbles. That's why you have you know different actions with your crankbaits again because you're trying to tie into that lateral line so they feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take you know, lakes like Barkley or you take uh, Old Hickory, uh-huh. who are a silt bottom lake, so it's got more uh, silt in the water, a little bit darker color, uh, a little bit dirtier compared to a Dale Hollow. Uh, that's why you're going to use baits that's got more, uh, just more wobble or more vibration because they're not siphoning. Conversely, you got smallmouth who are typically more clear. I mean, you could catch them anywhere, but you think smallmouth, you think, you know, up north, Lake Michigan, the Great Lakes, super clear. You think here, you think Dale Hollow, Center Hill, those different ones, uh-huh. the much clearer reservoir, and they're sight feeders. So not only are they feeling the vibration of the line, they're actually seeing the bait uh, from long distances and drawing it to them. So... That's why I think uh, smallmouth like brighter colors. Cool. I think we're are we close? We're getting you're, close. You're reaching toward. Oh, my lady didn't drop talk it. Talk about on. that cr- that spike. All right, all right we're, hear about we're gonna spoke. talk about real quick. Um, you got uh, top water bait. Um, most people don't think top water in the winter, but believe it or not, you can get them right uh, as they're transitioning from that uh, winter time into early spring. They will school up sometimes in the back of creeks. Use a spook. This is actually a Guggen baits. It's got a spitting mouth. Yeah. Um, Always put a feather. That looks like a fun bait. Yeah, always put a feather on the back of your spook. Uh, we'll go into why, but do that. Uh, another one coming up that's going to be really great early spring is uh, the rattle trap or the rattling bait. Go to Nick and Jack, take this bait across the grass flats, let it hang up, pop it loose, and they will absolutely destroy it. Uh, use red, use orange and red. Uh, those are really good. And then last but not least, the ever popular jerk bait. Oh, yeah. Jerk bait is a staple in the winter. Fish it faster, fish it slower, uh, fish it deeper, fish it shallower. But if you're not throwing a jerk bait in the winter or early spring, you are missing a bite. So check it out. I love those little guys on creeks too. They're fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And here's the, you can throw you can throw a jerk bait anytime. You yeah. can throw it all year long, but they really shine um, wintertime when it's cold. So 
check it out. Come check me out. Jason Holland Fishing, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, all the stuff. So awesome. Appreciate you guys having me again. Yeah. Bet. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Don. You bet. Hey, it's been a fun one. Keep coming back. We'll have more for you. This is Tennessee Wildcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.